Welcome, listeners, to another very exciting episode of Cathode Raycast, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about all things television. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and I'm excited to do this podcast for a number of reasons. One, we get to revisit one of our favorite shows of the past few years. And two, it's our good friend Yarko Dobryansky coming back on the mic and he's recording remotely for the first time. Ooh. So we're doing a Zoom recording <laughs> of this latest season of Schmigadoon. Uh, Yarko, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, this is, uh, I'm not a technology guy, so this is great. Yeah, I also am. I can handle it. I can do it. But yeah. definitely I had to learn a lot during the pandemic to figure yeah. out how all of this remote recording works. Let me refrain. It's great that I figured out how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like remarkably simple, kind of, once you get it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, outside of that, the the biggest uh, technology snafu that I've encountered so far in Story Screen is for a couple of Valentine's Days ago, I would say probably like four Valentine's Days ago, maybe three. Uh, Burge and I did a podcast on You're the Worst. I don't oh. know if you watched You're the Worst on I FX. I, I wanted to, but I didn't end up doing it. Yeah, that show is awesome. And yeah. I finally got him to watch it. And it was before <laughs> I had this new MacBook. I had like an old Acer laptop. Okay. Might have been Acer or Asus. I get those two confused. I think but, it's Acer. Well, there are two of them, and I can't remember which oh, okay. one I had. But yeah, we did the whole recording and it was remote and my laptop just like did not save the file properly. Oh no. And so we we lost that entire like three hour long podcast. Oh wow. <laughs> and we haven't re-recorded it because we're giving it time to breathe. <laughs> but yeah, technology can be a real bitch sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> ah, but- I, I much prefer doing this in person, but I'm glad that it worked out remotely. Yeah, me too. Maybe when we do our Ted Lasso podcast, which maybe <gasps> we can do sometime next month, maybe we could do that in person. Yes. We can Love figure that Lasso. out. Yes. These are two shows that uh, came at the same time. No, Ted Lasso started first, but they, they both have that like positivity writing to them, which I think is lacking in today's shows. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely agree with you there. Yeah, I think Apple TV Plus is putting out some really fun television. I don't think they've really released anything yet that has been, like, completely heartbreaking. Um, Severance kind of goes there, but... Right. What were you going to say? Also, like, uh, like the morning show is a little bit more dramatic and a touch darker than everything else. That's true. I always kind of forget about that one because it was, like, one of their first. Yeah. Maybe their first? I can't remember exactly. And also, I don't even know if there's a new season coming up. So all this, the wait time really confuses me because I forget about the shows. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do think they are working on a third season of that show. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, 
Agreed. It'd be nice to see where those characters are right now. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you when you introduced this uh, show, I was expecting like a sound effect to do a screech and say, change it to Chicago as opposed <laughs> to Schmigadoon. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. I don't really know how they're marketing this season exactly, because when you search for it anywhere, it, mm-hmm. you still search Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon, right. And it's really just the opening credits that's like, nope, this is Chicago, but right. none of the actual like <laughs> pamphlets or you know literature for it say Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It, it it is weird, but I I think that might may have been done on purpose just to kind of you know give people that that fantasy of okay, we're back in Schmigadoon. Nope, nope. you're not. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Um, were you as happy to see most of that cast back and then some? Definitely. As I was? Yeah. Definitely. So listeners, if you are unfamiliar with the Cathode Ray cast format, we are not like hot takes. We don't offer a spoiler-free section. We're just going to get straight into the meat and potatoes of this show. So this is your warning now. If you haven't seen the second season of Schmigadoon slash Schmicago, um, please go Check out our first episode that we recorded on the first season and make sure you just go watch Schmigadoon and then come back. Or if you don't care about spoilers, stick around. That's awesome. Yeah. Who yeah. cares about spoilers? I don't know. <laughs> Some fuddy duddies pointing at myself. <laughs> yeah, I have some friends who almost don't like talking about stuff with me because I'm like, mm, 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 can't talk about that. I have I have like a a week threshold. Like if you can last a week, then I'm I'm happy because that gives me a week to see it. And if I don't see it, then it's um it's on me. That's a fair point. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm into that. But yes, so spoiler: most of the cast returns from the first season, and we get a few added people like Titus Burgess, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's mostly the same cast. I was very psyched to see them all. How about yourself? Uh, I was I was totally thrilled. I I love though that you know the the two the two mains are looking at the whole cast come back. <laughs> and then what was it? Um, what's the actress's name? Dove. Yeah, Dove singing. Cameron. <laughs> Dove Cameron and uh, and Josh is just like who who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And she just she just looks at him like, really? 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 Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have some underage girl that almost married. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I rewatched season one in anticipation of recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those little one liners of like, How old are you again? And <laughs> she never answers them. Never. Not even a little bit. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But they those the the singers did such a great job of just not only taking on a new character, right? Uh, I mean, especially Alan Cummings, just yes, amazing. But even changing their their vocal strategy, if right? That's, if that's a saying, right? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's a really cool way kind of in real time to see just how different these eras of musicals really were when it came yeah. to like the way people would sing them. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause they really do pay great respect to those older types of musicals in season one. And then they really did kind of move into a new era. And obviously mm-hmm. a lot of these people 
are on Broadway. Right. And so they kind of already have that understanding, but it is kind of cool because these seasons are so short, but to see them get to showcase exactly like that era specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it totally goes into like candor and Ab, you know, going into Chicago or cabaret, uh, Pippin, all, all that stuff. Just they, that whole mood of the, of this season was dead on. It was perfect. Yeah, definitely. Out of the two seasons, which era of musicals do you prefer? I I still prefer Schmigadoon. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with them on preferring the the just the overall nice feeling, but you can have darkness in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this this is more of a you know darkness cloud everywhere, <laughs> and uh, you have to kind of create niceness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which which does add more to a a better story, but I think the feeling wise, I think I prefer the older musicals. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm kind of on the opposite end of you. Okay, um, most people are. <laughs> I I do prefer the stylings of these musicals that we got in the second season. Mm-hmm. However, I still there there were some great songs, and we'll get into our favorite parts of season two. Oh yeah. But I still think overall, musically, the first season is more compelling and okay. more exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't think every single song in the second season is like lights out amazing to me. Okay. But I also feel like that might come from my my lack of knowledge of certain musicals like Cabaret. And... I'm more familiar out of these musicals in season two. I just recently saw Chicago and Sweeney Todd in the past few months. That's perfect. Perfect It was really weird that (laughs) it all lined up that way. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was really stoked to see Jinx Monsoon play Mama Morton in Chicago. Uh And then I was really excited to see Anna Lee Ashford in Sweeney Todd. And I got to see Josh Groban as well, which is pretty cool. And I got to see a little Dustin from Stranger Things. He's in Sweeney oh, Todd yeah? right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was really cool to see. So I really like those musicals. And then I really like Jesus Christ Superstar. And I'm somewhat familiar with Hair and Godspell. Mm-hmm. But I'm less familiar with like Cabaret and Company. Interesting. And so some of those other musicals, I'm really lacking in knowledge. So I'm wondering if maybe some of the, the songs that paid homage to those things maybe didn't land as much for me. Okay. Hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, interesting that you say that that you're less um you know, you're less inclined to know of cabaret because that's that's kind of like one of the big ones, right? Like even Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big time. Big time. <laughs> it's it's a big blind spot for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um what do you think about just like, you know, the the different worlds? I love that um that actor that plays the the hippie. Yes. He he did it in the first season and he does it again in this where he's con- he's the outsider, right? He's cast as the outsider of the main village. Yeah, that's true. I guess I really hadn't put two and two together like that, but yeah. Yeah, he does he does the opposite world and I I love how how he can take something so ridiculous but add seriousness to it. Like you could tell he he believes in his character. He's living as that character. I, I think it's awesome. But at the same time, he 
he can come off as humorous, you know, unintentionally or intentionally, unintentionally. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He's really playing like a double con in that acting role. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love his characters because especially in the first one where he plays Danny Bailey, the, Mm -hmm. the carny, he's supposed to be kind of like a younger rapscallion who's kind of aged out of like being a teen but you don't quite know how old he is either right and then in this one he plays like this hippie but it is kind of funny because in both characters you can see like the lines on his face he's not like a young man no not at all (laughs) (laughs) which is just funny that he portrays these like kind of younger characters which right yeah aaron aaron tfeet i think his name yeah yeah yeah, I'm I'm unsure how to pronounce that last name, and you know, I only had two years to learn how to do it, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I saw him in um, in the fall in uh, Moulin Rouge, and he oh, was cool. amazing, amazing. Was he the lead? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, really cool. But he's yeah. got a phenomenal voice. He definitely does. Yeah, I, I really his voice has like a lot of honey to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, rich very, voice. Very sweet. Very oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, rich. Sorry. Yeah. Rich and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I was? Um, I, I don't want to use the word disappointed, but she was so great in the first one as the school teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like she was underused in the second one. Um, yeah. Ariana DeBose. Mm-hmm. Or DeBose. 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 Yeah, it almost seemed like maybe she had a scheduling conflict maybe. and she really could only be on set a few days. Yeah. Because I agree, it seemed weird that she kind of took a back seat. Right. And even uh, in the beginning, like her numbers weren't that spectacularly written. But then she did have a number at the end, which I thought kind of justified her talent. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And I wonder, too, if the the role of the MC and the role of Madame Frau mm-hmm. and Hereda's character, I don't know, like, those, both roles seemed diluted. And it almost seemed like it was, could have just been one person. Right. Like, the person who ran the house, but also was the MC. But they split it into two roles. Yeah. So they could feature both actresses, but, like, neither one got, like, anything super meaty. Right. But I... I did. I did like Titus. I, I thought he was great. Titus Burgess as the narrator. I mean, he his his character acting is superb. I, he, he just made it so much more fun, and his interaction with the leads was awesome. Yeah, it made me really interested to finally see Pippin because I'm mm-hmm. really unfamiliar with Pippin. But in my very very minimal research for that narrator role, you know, I, I realized that like the narrator and Pippin plays a little bit of a part in right. how things go down. Yeah. And and so I'd like to see that at some point. Yeah. And then, um, well, not to skip forward, but to skip forward, I loved his ending where he just quits being the narrator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the end of the show itself kind of like puts us in question of how is this going to come back? It'll right. be interesting to see. Right. And I thought... Um, so so the message, what was the message that the leprechaun gave them? That they need to find happiness at the end? Mm-hmm. But what that, was your initial thought on what that was going to be? The, the happiness of what they were going to find? Yeah. 
it seemed to me, especially with the ending kind of throwing this under the bus, to me it seemed like they were trying to push the narrative of you just need to be content with what you have right now. Okay. And searching for this, like, you know, unfindable happy ending is Mm -hmm. probably just not going to happen because your happy ending, you're you're never going to know what it is until you just accept that you are happy and content. So to me, it seemed like the leprechaun was trying to tell them to maybe take a step back in trying to make something happen for themselves or for others, kind of just to let the plot unfold instead of being so hellbent on like shaping the plot to their own desires and whims. Yeah. That was kind of the, the route I was thinking it was going to take. But what did you think? I thought they were hinting at, it seemed like in the beginning they were trying to get pregnant, but it wasn't happening. And I thought that they were implying that not, not that this does bring happiness or it doesn't bring happiness, but I thought that they were implying that, she was going to get pregnant and then that would bring them joy and happiness, which Mm -hmm. in a relationship, you don't really go into having a baby to bring joy. You should have joy beforehand. (laughs) But I thought that that's where the story was going. Yeah. And it sort of was after the fact, you know, when they go back to the real world, right? She becomes pregnant. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe, the fact that they did decide in the end to kind of just like love each other for who they were, mm-hmm. where they are, go back to the real world, find something more within themselves. Maybe right. that's why they were, you know, quote unquote, allowed to become pregnant because oh, yeah. they had finally like kind of, this is a terrible thing to say because you don't earn becoming pregnant. But right. in this world, maybe that's what they were setting up. Right. And maybe just maybe that relaxation of them finally knowing that they're okay, that they're all right. Maybe that helped them in that world, in the movie or in the show world to become pregnant. Yeah. I feel like I'm walking on needles with my words. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's a terrible thing. I mean, these are fictional characters, right? So (laughs) I think we're allowed to say what we want to say, (laughs) but we don't really think this applies to real world living. Right. Um, but also maybe just the fact of like them kind of getting a chance to become leaders in their own rights and in their separate ways when Melissa starts to become like the lead star of the show and then Josh kind of gets his followings. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of both parenting different groups of people. Right. And so maybe learning those parenting skills kind of like helps them become more at ease, you know, and more yeah. ready and able to take on the role. Totally. In the, the real world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, this show has a, a dark overtone, but I thought it was really going to go dark. And we I thought we were going to see the butcher grind some kids. <laughs> like, I, there was an episode where I thought, okay, the next episode is going to be really, really dark. Yes. Um, and I kind of thank God it didn't, because I think it would have crossed the line for Schmigadoon, Chicago. But it was it was cool. Uh, it ended up being really cool. I mean, it was very much you know, um, God, what is that musical that you saw? Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, very much Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought at the very least they would have like seated, like a couple kids are missing, and then you find out they just like sent them somewhere else. Yes, yeah, and they didn't actually kill them, but right. there was 
you know, at least an episode where you thought, oh, they actually are killing these kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe that was too dark. Yeah. And I wonder if that was an original idea that they were that they were going to go there, but they never ended up going. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, these episodes are really tight when they only give them six episodes per season. I I can't not believe a lot of wiggle they, room. Yeah, I can't believe they crunched all that into six episodes, and at the same time, I can't believe that they only did six episodes. I know, I know. They do a good job of pacing it, and I think the only time where I thought that they didn't do a good job is, I believe, at the episode of season or season episode three. Uh-huh. Is where they start to show that crap wants to marry Melissa. Right. And then that next episode, they don't talk about that at all. Right. And it doesn't come back until the penultimate so, episode. Until the end, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of weird to like seed that so early on, but then not immediately follow up on it. Yeah. But what can you do? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I if you knew musicals, you kind of saw that coming. Mm-hmm. So I almost wish that... Like you, like they didn't mention it because I thought it was kind of not obvious, but uh, it was getting to that point of being a given. That right, that's it what was pretty was implied. Yeah, pretty heavily implied. Yeah. Um, but yes. Krat, I uh, I thought he was a great addition. Right, he wasn't in the first season. He was not. No, uh, uh, Patrick Page. He was awesome. What a, what a great, beautiful, low voice. Right. Um, and I, I don't know if you saw the movie, but he was in Spirited. With, oh, uh, I did see that Ryan movie. Ryan Reynolds. You're right. Yeah, he played Marley. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a different role, kind different of. Different role, but still singing. And a yeah, low still voice. singing. Low yep. voice. Yeah. yeah, I've been told, and I like this. I don't know anything about Town, really, but I've heard it's a great musical. I don't know anything about it either. I think he originated the role of Hades. Oh, really? On on that show, yeah. I'm wow. pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I got to check that out. How often cuz do you still live in the city? Yes. How often do you get out to shows? Um, not often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I still got the two kids uh yes. and they're still at an age where it's just not happening, but but I will say in the last 6 months I thought to myself, okay, I think they're ready to go to a theater and, and experience a full-blown musical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've gone to like, you know, school recitals and shows of that nature and they're, they're great. And they've definitely sat through movies at a movie theater. So I think that the next logical step and fairly soon would be a, a musical. Yeah. I wonder what you would take them to. Um, I, I don't know. I think, you know, people say, oh, why don't you take them to The Lion King? Yeah, I could do like it, but I kind of want to hit him with like something from like the first season of Schmigadoon, and something traditional, you know? Yes. Yeah, like a King and I or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more depth. Not that Lion King doesn't have depth, but something classic. Classic is the word. Yeah. Yeah. I know the the Hugh Jackman Music Man run has ended, but I are know. they still doing Hugh Jack or are they still doing Music Man? Right I, now, or is it over? I think it's over. Okay, I think I so wish too. I would have caught that. I think that would have been amazing. I know. I wish I would have caught that too. Yeah. Really disappointed in myself for not seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also bummed that I never got out when School of Rock was still on Broadway because oh, I think yeah. that would have been a lot of fun too. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. 
But I am kind of glad I missed out on, like, Beetlejuice. Yeah. You know, I have mixed feelings on that. I, I haven't seen it, but I, I, don't, I don't think I want to see a Beetlejuice musical unless it's on screen with Michael Keaton. Did you hear that they're coming out with a Beetlejuice 2? Yes. How do you feel about that? Okay, so everybody that I know is against it, but I think seeing Keaton again as Beetlejuice is worth it, <laughs> even if it's a crap movie. I yeah. mean, it's like it's basically like him playing Batman again in The Flash, right? Nobody wants yep. to go see The Flash, no. but everybody wants to see Keaton as Batman. Yes, that is true. And they are, and marketing knows it. They are yeah. only showing Keaton as Batman on the commercials and everything else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen the new Guardians yet? I did. Okay, I did as well. But yeah, during the previews, they have that Flash. Yeah. And I have no interest in seeing the Flash. But you're right. It's I Keaton. see Keaton as Batman. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> they just renamed it Batman 3, they'd have my money for sure. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, I have really mixed emotions on this Beetlejuice, too. I'm excited to see all of these actors reprise these roles, because I do yeah. think Beetlejuice is one of my faves, but that story better be great. It better be great, and I think the one that's going to make it solid, um, of course, Keaton, but I, th- I think if Winona really brings back the character and, and acts the hell out of this, it's going to be great. Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's the two of them. They they need they need to kind of yes, it's Beetlejuice, but it is the two of them. I don't know if you ever saw in the '90s there was like a, a cartoon version of Beetlejuice. Yep. Yeah, and it was just the, it was just about the two of them, and that was pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. that was well done. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to kill that dad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's no good. <laughs> Did that actor pass away? I can't remember, but I I feel like he may have, and I think that's why they're only bringing back Catherine O'Hara. Well, he's also uh, I think he has said some things or done some things. Oh, really? Not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Principal Rooney. I can't remember his real name off the top. Of my <laughs> Principal head. Rooney. That's right. Yeah, he's the dad. <laughs> <laughs> huh, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, but but, but yeah, make a doom. I was going to say down when I've been, you know to a couple shows in the past few months and which is wild for me because I even though I've lived in New York for seven years now mm-hmm. the last musical I had seen before seeing Chicago a few months ago was Wicked and that was on a band trip in high school oh wow so it took me a while to get down there to see some shows but now they have like some really weird ones like that Kimberly Akimbo and there's some weird new musicals that I'm sure in a few years will get the praise, I assume. You but think like so? I think musicals are like really strange right now. These new ones yeah. at least coming out. Because they have that Kimberly one and then they have Shucked. And I'm like, what what about corn? Feel- like <laughs> do we need this musical? Like what? I feel like maybe we're just going through a period of okay, let's try this musical. This is you know, and just kind of shuffling through a bunch. And yeah. then we'll we'll hit like something a wave of like five consistent really big musicals again you know you're probably right it's just like another growing period for broadway yeah 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 Um, yeah 
with this second season, what are some of your favorite songs? I was just going to ask you that. <gasps> We're uh, on the same wavelength. Yes. Well, um, I was really surprised. Like once uh, Aaron Tweet and Dove Cameron get together in the hippie camp, they have that amazing love song in the teepee. I thought, mm-hmm. that was, I thought that was just unbelievable. The melody, the the connection they had, I thought that was really incredible. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good together. And it was nice because they didn't really get to play off each other in that right. first season. Yeah, not at all. I think that was my favorite thing of getting all of these actors back was to get to see them in different scenes with different actors. Uh-huh. Because I think that was one of the the big takeaways from season one was that they just didn't have enough for Jane Krakowski to do because Oh well they could She was only that. in a right? <laughs> in a big Because she was only in like a few numbers in right. that first season. But in this one, whew. Yeah. I think it's really her uh and Alan Cumming that steal the show yeah. for me this season. Totally. Yeah. Alan Alan Cumming just he's just anything he touches is amazing. Agreed. Mind blowingly talented man. Agreed. Yeah. But Jane, Jane Krakowski, I mean, that whole courtroom scene was awesome. I mean. Bells and whistles, man. Bells and whistles. (laughs) And I was, I either read this or heard this. uh, Cinco Paul was like, well, what do you want to do, Jane? And she has like such an extensive background in performing that Uh she can roller skate. She can do the trapeze stuff. She can do all this. And she was like telling him, she was like, well, I can do all of this. And he was like, do you want to do that on the show? Because we can make all of that happen. She was like, sure, let's do it. And so they just basically used that number as like a showcase for all of the wild, weird stuff that she knows how to do. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it when they do stuff like that for actors that have other talents. I mean, um, just one that comes off the top of my head is uh, Pierce Brosnan. Before he became an actor, he was actually part of like a, a circus or a carnival and he was a, a fire breather. He would he could blow fire out of his mouth. It's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, and so he did that on Remington Steel, the first show that he was on, which is awesome. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I haven't seen that show, but I've heard a lot of good things. Oh, that's that's one of my secret loves. I love that show. <laughs> Not so secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out. The truth is out. Um, Jane Krakowski is fifty four years old. That's amazing that she still has that stamina and ability to do the trapeze. Holy shnikes. Yeah, she's super talented. Super talented. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Hey guys, Mike Burge here. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know about our latest sponsor, Nature's Pantry. Nature's Pantry is an alternative grocery store that has been serving our friends and neighbors in the Hudson Valley for over 30 years. With two over 10,000 square feet locations in Fishkill and New Windsor, they aim to meet the needs of every healthy diet and lifestyle you could possibly imagine. They offer an extensive selection of items from gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan, keto, and uh, paleo diets. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that. Along with a wide variety of healthy and clean alternatives to whatever you might find at any conventional chain supermarket. These are not your normal supermarkets. These guys are cool and they got all the stuff that you really want. 
Each location also has a deli serving prepared foods daily, an eco-friendly bulk department, extensive body care, and supplement departments, as well as the largest organic produce departments in both Orange and Dutchess counties in the great state of New York. For more information, visit naturespantryhv.com. That's naturespantryhv, as in Hudson Valley, dot com. But yeah, the the takeaways for the songs for me, I do love that Welcome to Chicago, that like opening oh, yeah. number. So good. Really set the tone for mm-hmm. what the season was going to pull off. Especially with Titus like right. really getting to just like let it all out. Yeah. Very, very cool. But then I also, of course, loved all the Sweeney Todd stuff. And when they did the the worst brats in town into the worst brats in town, essentially, I was like, all right, <laughs> this is working for me. <laughs> um, what were your uh, thoughts on how Josh and Mel evolved from season one to season two? It was nice to go back and watch season one. Mm-hmm. To see their backstory, because I'd kind of forgotten that they spend so much time in season one showing the flashbacks right. of like their first date, when yeah. they first said I love you to each other, and kind of seeing those backstories play off each other, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Because mm-hmm. in the first one, you've it's crazy that they've been together for like four years by the time they go to Schmigadoon. And so you finally see like, oh yeah, Schmigadoon was kind of make or break for them. Yeah, it totally was. So I liked in the second season that they were like so much more comfortable and at ease with each other. And they really trusted them themselves to come back to each other, which was nice. Yeah. You didn't really feel you knew that they were maybe a little unhappy with their circumstances. But not but they with each other. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. felt nice. I, I thought that evolved great. I mean, it, it just it was perfect. It was a nice, natural human progression. Right. Because they battled that, that whole thing of season one of wanting to be with other with each other or not, and that was right. resolved. And then now it's just life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, they definitely. I think the actors too did a good job of portraying that ease with yeah. each other, because they very easily could have portrayed that in the first season too. But I felt like the actors were given the task to show that they were kind of at odds with each other, Absolutely. which is difficult when you have such natural chemistry, right? like, like Cecily and Keegan have. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought Keegan, Josh had a much better, um, difference of personality than the first season than Mel did, than Cecily did. Not not to the fault of acting, but just the way their characters were written. I thought because Joseph finally come to terms of I I really love her. I think he was struggling in the first season to to actually say that he loved her and mean it, right? Right. And he finally meant it, and now that's it. Like he's golden. And so now he's he's in love with her. But at the same time, trying to figure out his own life with her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought his evolution was grander than hers. I felt like she, yes, she she realized she wants to be with him. But it was still kind of, I, don't, I didn't feel like they gave her enough of a bump up in terms of her personality. 
I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, I don't know if this was their intention. Yeah. But it definitely seemed like in the first season, Josh had all of those classic commitment phobe tendencies. totally. Where him committing to anything made it real, and so he obviously was averse to that. Uh Uh-huh. But it seemed like in this season, maybe Melissa, now that she has the love, she she kind of has a trouble, like a hard time accepting the love. Okay. Maybe, but I don't know if that was actually intentional or not, because it didn't seem like they really were trying to hammer that home. But I agree right. with you. It seemed like she should have been maybe a little bit happier. Yeah. But whenever she's around the the hippie people the the hair god spell jesus christ superstar group yes it really bugs her that they don't like her it totally bugs her (laughs) so this is so funny it's just so good because i think does it do you think it bugs her that they don't like her or do you think it bugs her that they don't like her but they really like him yes i think a little bit of that too I love how she's trying to fit him. She's like, okay, okay, how about this? And she takes off her bra to burn yeah. the bra to kind of be like a groovy hippie, but they still don't take to it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because oh it God. seems like she has a lot of hard time like accepting herself in in this season because yeah. even when she's auditioning for the stage, she kind of she keeps saying like, oh, you guys are really skinny. Oh, you guys are really this. And she really yes. does feel like an outsider on the stage and she feels like an outsider with the hippie group. Right. So I don't know, but it seems like she feels like she deserves it with the performers because she's not the same and she can't right. perform to their standards and she is aware. But yeah, with the hippie group, she almost thinks she's better than they are. <laughs> and she's like so offended <laughs> that they don't like her. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's strange. If if you had to give like a a best acting out of the whole cast, who who nails it for you? Yeah, probably Alan as Dooley. Yeah. 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 Also as Menlove. Like if we're gonna go across both yes. seasons. Just Yeah, what do you think? I, I'm with you. Yeah. Alan Cummings just I mean, you know, it's it's a close second, but Martin Shore does the leprechaun. And the yeah. other leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is with those two leprechauns. But, uh, I don't know. Are but there going to be three in the third season? <laughs> there should like, be. I feel like every time Martin Short does some sort of project, it it's unpredictable. Like, yeah, he can go off on anything and just be bizarrely hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, all right, you're going to write me back into this show? Great. Uh, it's like two, three pages of dialogue. Cool. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, he's game for whatever. Oh, totally. Um, And then it's I, it says that uh, Fred Armisen never came back, right? He was just in the first season as the Reverend. Yeah, it's yeah. A shame. He's one of the few ones that didn't come back. Yeah, that's, that is odd. Yeah. But he also didn't sing in the first one, I don't believe. Oh, really? I just rewatched it. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I guess so. he didn't. 
So, I don't know. Maybe he got dropped. I doubt it. Maybe. I mean, he's famous. Nobody. He probably had something else going on. Yeah. He is in that um, Rob Lowe show, Unstable. So oh, I wonder okay. if that was a conflict, maybe. 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 I'm unfamiliar with that show. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's not It's not bad. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you like funny. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do like Fred Armisen. I don't know about him as a person. He seems kind of strange. But mm-hmm. <laughs> his acting, I really like. Yeah. I love yeah, his I acting. Really funny. His comedic chops are incredible. Yeah. Yeah, there was um, some heavy speculation. So for the first season of Schmigadoon, I I was on Reddit, but I didn't follow that page. Uh-huh. But this time around, I started following Schmigadoon because I was just so excited. Because, I mean, <laughs> you watch the show, and I know yeah. you watch the show, but we were kind of saving the conversation for this. Right. And uh, I don't want, I don't like hang out with a lot of other people who watch this show. So I was kind of desperate to kind of like see what the general vibe was yeah. online and? for the response. And there were so many speculations about all kinds of things. Oh, I believe it. I mean, in the beginning, going on, which is wild. You didn't know where it was going to go. I don't, at least I didn't think, other than Mm-mm. my theory on what happiness was. But other than that, I, you know, yeah, you knew that the bad guy was going to try something. But, uh, I definitely didn't see. Oh, I know who we didn't talk about. The son, Kratz's son. Oh, yes. Yeah, the, uh, the police. Doc officer. Lopez. Yes. From the first season. Yeah, he played the doctor in the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was also very good. I think he is he the son or the nephew. I can't remember. Oh, in oh, I thought it was the son. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. Um, well, one of us is right. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably you. But yeah, but, he's great. Yeah, he is. He is awesome, and I, 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 you know, I wish there was like a betting pool because I knew he was gonna do some sort of like uh, cross dressing slash something. I, I didn't, I didn't nail Rocky Horror Picture, and I should have at the end. Yeah, but that was I knew he had like an urge to just like shed that uniform off and perform on stage. He was, it was incredible. I kind of wish he would add a longer song at the end to really show off that talent. Yes. But um, I love the way that he just kept that like subdued energy throughout the whole season as the, as the officer, but you could feel like you could look at him and see that something wanted to burst out. Yeah. I mean, that I don't know how you do that as an actor. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, I really liked the duet that he had with Madame Frau. The, yes. There's always a twist. Right. Yeah, that was a good good number. I was very shocked when it was Rocky Horror at the end. I was really? like, this is a this is a kind of I suppose it probably is around that same time in the timeline. Yeah. But it just seemed like such a departure. It seemed like a jump into the future almost. A little bit. Yeah. Because it's just so tonally different right. than the rest of those musicals. And I wonder if that's kind of implying where a season three could go. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Which would be wild. That would be wild. But they haven't... Did they announce that there was a season three? I don't believe so. No. Um, but I can't imagine they're not being one. And the beauty of this show is they can take, you know, a couple years off right. and come back to it. That is the beauty and the hatred I have. For that show. Yes. <laughs> I can't, can't do the waiting game. I want it now. Right. Because if it is going to be the same cast 
then it would be if it's going to be Josh and Melissa coming back as themselves. Mm-hmm. How old's their kid gonna be? You know, like what kind right. of time jump is going to be included? Slash, are they going to be like in the forest on like a family trip and the kid like I mean, runs off and they chase after the kid and then that that's yeah. how they end up in the magical world? Like I don't know why they would search for the the magical world again in like a season three. Like yeah. what would be the impetus? Uh, be tough. It'd be, it would be tough. I mean, you do have, you know, like Annie, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good child musical. Which was kind of seated with uh, Kristen Chenoweth's character running the orphanage. Yes, right. Kind of Annie-like, but also clearly that was also Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, right. Yeah. Um, you could do, you know, like uh, like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing, Willy Wonka mm-hmm. style. But, That's true. Which yeah. has a musical, but it I've does. Never, You've never seen? I've never seen it. <gasps> oh my gosh! Stop! Stop everything. Is it mostly the the music from the movies, or are, are there actual new numbers? Oh, you mean the musical? I yes. thought you meant. I thought you meant the movie. Oh no, I've seen both movies. Okay, good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen the the musical on Broadway musical. No. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah, because. Uh, yeah, I'm just unfamiliar. I actually yeah. have a a weird take. I think the Johnny Depp movie is just as good as the Gene Wilder movie, which is that not is a take a lot of people have. Blasphemous. <laughs> I can't say it's better because they're so wildly different. They're completely different, yeah. Um, but I do think it's just as good, and I think it got a lot of flack when it came out. Um, I think my issue with it was that it wasn't – this is going to sound crazy, but – it wasn't dark enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because they really boasted being like more true to Roald. I, I never, I always have a problem pronouncing his name. Roald Dahl. Roald yeah. Dahl. Roald Dahl. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like you need like a bunch of food in your mouth. To say <laughs> <it properly. laughs> yeah. But other like uh, kid musical, like you have Newsies, you know, they can yeah. do that. They yeah. have a they have a bunch they could work with. It'd be interesting to see if they went more for a collaboration of like kids musicals. Mm-hmm. If they were to do a season like this right. that we're speculating on, or or if they'd feel comfortable like merging like older musicals with newer musicals, because they would really mm-hmm. have to take from like a bunch of different things. Right. It wouldn't be quite the timeline that we're moving on now, where we started with classics. Then we were in like the sixties, seventies, kind of teetering into the eighties. Yeah. Or what this, if what if they what if Josh and Mel have a separate musical storyline versus the kid? They kind of get separated, and the kid has the own their own musical storyline. You know what I mean? You'd have yeah, to jump cool. ahead like eight nine years. Right. Yeah. Which. Writers, you can do that, but don't wait eight or nine years. <laughs> right. Don't wait. Don't don't just strike say, for eight or nine years. This was nine years later. It's an <laughs> yeah. easy title card you can just throw in there at the beginning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because obviously people are always speculating about the next ones. And sure. it seems timeline-wise, if you were to jump into the future a little bit, maybe a little like Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. You know, you kind of get into that era of musicals, oh God, yeah. which would be really fun. That'd I don't think fun. we're quite at like 
Wicked and Rent level yet. I don't think. I think there's a lot to go in between those two yeah. eras of musicals. But do you do you think do you feel like they would go on another season past three if they were to do three? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like they would cap it off. I'm not saying but they should. I would love multiple more seasons. <laughs> but, right. But I feel like three, like Ted Lasso's ended, ended at three. Yep. Yep. And I hope they stick to that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Because my emotional capacity to like handle <laughs> them saying one more when they said they were done. Yeah. It might be too much for me. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to see a third season of Schmigadoon, Chicago. Well, if they did just do one more season, then they could kind of go into the future a little bit more and yeah. really grab from all of like the hits of the last, you know, two decades. Sure. Or even three decades. Because, yeah, I would love to see some Rent in there. I would love to see some Wicked in there. Yeah. Um, I I do like Into the Woods, I think. You're, I mean, maybe end with Hamilton. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't know if you could go any further than Hamilton. You know what Ham- I mean? But the, Hamilton's well, Hamilton funny because be... it's a newer musical, but it's old at right. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think that <clears throat> there is there are methods that they could probably do, like like the splitting up of the kid and and the parents. You know, I think there's a or even all three. What if all three of them have separate storylines? That would actually be really cool. Yeah, and then unite. You know, so they could crank out a lot of different eras of, of musicals just for a last season if they do a third last season. Yeah. Because yeah. Into the Woods, the characters get separated and they right. kind of have different storylines. Right. And that's kind of how Schmigadoon started was two characters in the woods. Yeah, totally. So that would feel kind of fitting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a writer credit on that. I know, Cinco <laughs> can just listen to this and... Uh, just put our name in the credits. Just, just and... name, no pay. Just have to get put a name yeah. there. Yeah, agreed. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Maybe get to meet Cecily Strong. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Why not meet the whole cast? Yeah, that that would be preferable. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this I I thoroughly enjoyed the second season. I thought it was great. Yeah, agreed. Happy to see six episodes. Cool that they can do all of this. But yeah, we're just kind of hungry for more. Yeah, definitely hungry for more. Yeah. And then, you know, if if the actors are tired of it, they could always just do it with somebody else. Not that I mm-hmm. would want that. But there are a lot of talented people out there. Yes, there are. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun to see some other big Broadway names. Yeah, Totally. Do you, yeah, think it would, do you think it would ahead. work as a movie at all, or no? Yeah. I think if they wanted to make a Schmigadoon movie, yeah. it would make sense. That'd be cool. Yeah, it, it's strange, because you're watching a show where the characters are kind of self-aware. Right. They're self-aware that they're in a musical. Right. Could you put another layer on top of that, where they're self-aware that they're in a TV show in a musical? Oh, wow. But it's a movie. But it's like, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if they like part of what they were in was glee? Oh my god. Cuz it would be layering in like I mean that's a jukebox musical glee is. Right. No original songs came from that. Yeah. But it would be kind of funny or like 
a merger of Glee and High School Musical. Oh my god. And they're yes. kind of in that. So it's just like layer on layer on layer. Oof. I don't know if that's what Cinco wants to do, but... Nobody really knows what Cinco wants to do. No. But that's why Cinco is Cinco. Yes. <laughs> I know Titus has said that he's worked on a lot of projects that he's really loved, but this has been his favorite project he's ever participated in. I mean, I don't blame him. His character is amazing, and, and the way he portrayed it, he just went all out. He, yeah. He soaks up the screen whenever he's on it. He really does. Yeah. Yeah, outside of Alan Cumming, yeah, he really kind of yeah. was a star of the second season. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see what they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if, I wonder, do if. you remember what the time period was between the end of the first season and when they announced season two? I don't. I'll have to go back and search the archives. Yes. <laughs> I, I know we have the internet right here, but speculation's <laughs> fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could type it on the on that Reddit group. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, was there anything about Schmigadoon that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about? Um I don't think so. Other than like I I like the so called supporting cast, right? Mm-hmm. The um of the hippies. I thought they were great. Uh, yeah. especially, especially that guy. <laughs> I mean, I tried to look his name up right now, but I can't find him. But he's <laughs> he had a great comedic timing. Yeah, I, he I, was really good. Yeah, I swear I've seen him in something else. I just can't pinpoint him. But yeah. there was a great, like, great background singers, great background dancers. Probably a little less than the first season. I feel like this first season they had a lot more people involved. And they kind of scaled it back a little for season two. Yeah, it was kind of strange that the townspeople in Schmigadoon, you would have expected all of those people to come back and be like the hippies right. in yeah. this one. But yeah, you're right. It was like a pretty different cast. Yeah. Yeah. But other than Do you that, watch... I... What's that? Oh, go ahead. Do you watch the other two on HBO? No. Okay. No. There's an actress named Helene York, and that blonde woman who's part of the hippies, every time I'm like, is that Helene York? But I don't think it was. <laughs> But yeah, they were all really good. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, the other two is really funny. The the Molly Shannon show. Well, Molly Shannon is awesome. She's great. Yeah, I mean, she comes from that era of SNL. It's just that whole cast is brilliant. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, that whole cast was kind of like my first real cast where I was watching SNL like all oh, the yeah. time, live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But yeah, I mean, Molly Shannon, Cecily Strong, like, mm-hmm. it all circles back to SNL. Totally. And I'm I'm surprised that um, that Keegan was never part of SNL. Like, I wonder if they ever approached him about it. I mean, obviously, I he, had a, he had, you know, Key and Peele, which is mind-blowingly amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if they, if, if they ever approached him to do SNL. Yeah, I don't know. Or if we ever went out for it and yeah. didn't get it. Right. Because that happens with, like, some pretty surprising people. Totally. Or you get Jenny Slate on SNL for, like, a year, and it doesn't work out, and she leaves. So, I mean, it's wild. (laughs) But this, uh, yeah, this Chicago was awesome. I'm glad they did another season, and I hope they do season three. Agreed. Yeah. 
Agreed. But we won't be greedy. Season three could could just be that, and then that's enough. I could be a little greedy. But you could I'll, be <laughs> But I'll take a season three, and that's enough. That's fine. Or we could pull, like, the whole three seasons in a movie situation. So that's where I was trying to go with that conversation. Yeah. So I, if they do that, I think that would be perfect. That that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yarko, what else are you watching these days? Um, well, I I finished Ted Lasso, which great. If I'm if I'm invited, I'll gladly talk about it with you. Absolutely. What we have like three more episodes left. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, it's it's winding down. Yeah. Um, and then Succession is just oh my me God. too, my friend. Oh my gosh, so good. You're up to date. Up to date. That last episode. Woo! Very That's good. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, only two episodes left of that. Yeah. And that's it, right? Isn't that they're ending the show after the season? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which makes sense. Because I don't know it how does. much further you can go with that storyline. Yeah, you really couldn't. I mean, I like that it's a tight four seasons. Yeah. Uh, it's the term of like a presidency, which right. is kind of funny and that makes sense. Totally. Um, there are four children in the family. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. I keep forgetting about Connor. Don't don't say that. I'm a conhead. You're a conhead. Yeah. I love Connor Roy. I think he's great. <laughs> Probably because it's Alan Rock, but also his character's great. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Well, well thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. And now we've mastered the remote recording. Yes. Fingers crossed. So Definitely, Ted Lasso will be coming up next month, so we'll have to schedule that out. Cool. Yeah, I'm up for it. Yeah. Well, you are invited. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, thank you so much for joining. And listeners, uh, we have changed our URL, if you can believe it. So slowly but surely, we've been changing all of our social media accounts to Story Screen Presents. So if you follow us on Instagram, we have changed it. Story Screen Presents, but more importantly, our website is now storyscreenpresents.com. So if you're listening to this podcast, thank you already. You know the Story Screen Presents brand. Um, if you go to that URL, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll find all of our social media handles. And you will also find the button that can help you subscribe to our newsletter, which is also an excellent way to keep up with what we're doing, uh, what kind of content we produce. It also will help you figure out how to get to our Patreon, which we launched a few months ago, which has a bunch of extra special podcasts and articles. But thank you so much for sticking with us on this episode. And please feel free to check out the rest of that great content. And Yargo, it's great talking to you. Great talking to you. Awesome. Listeners, thanks so much, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.